You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Okay, quick comment. Obviously, a very tough night last night for Giants fans. Uh, all I can say is that, the, well, look, the, the G-Men ran into a well-prepared, very talented and hungry Eagles team last night. And look, this happens in sports. So Giants fans, it's going to sting for a little bit. But in the long run, you can use that experience, coaching staff, Coach Dayball and his, and his coaches, to help see what they really do need in order to prepare and get better for next year. Okay, now, back on the show. Later on in the hour, I want to talk briefly about a new bill that's making the rounds in New Jersey, in short. It's a measure that will put some real bite into punishing parents or fans who just can't control themselves at youth and amateur sporting events and either threaten or actually attack refs, umpires, and officials at games. And why is this new bill significant? Well, first of all, it proves something that we all know, that something has to be done to finally curb the out-of-control behavior of parents and fans. And second... It also shows that parental behavior has only gotten worse over the years and not better. That we really need to have a a zero-tolerance policy in effect that will hopefully serve as a real deterrent to parents who lose control. But enough on this issue for now. Let's for later on in the hour. First up, I want to return to a guest and a topic that I discussed several months ago on the Sports Edge. And quite frankly, it's a topic that for many, many athletes and for sports fans that they truly wish they had more information, more guidance, more direction. I'm talking about what is a sports fan, sports enthusiast, an athlete, when they find that his or her way into a career in sports once their own playing days come to an end, or when they realize that they were not blessed with exceptional athletic skills, but they still want to pursue a career in sports. Now look, we all know and recognize that only a very, very tiny fraction of aspiring athletes ever are good enough to sign a a pro contract or to make a career as a professional athlete. The problem is lots and lots of youngsters would love to find a way to somehow stay involved in sports uh, for their careers, perhaps as an on-air commentator or in some sports-related business once their own uh, playing days come to an end. But the question is, how does one do that? 
Now, look, we know there are several colleges and graduate programs that offer sports management courses. But even if one finishes and gets their degree in sports management, it's still a challenge to find one's way into a very, very competitive field. A field that, quite frankly, pays very little at the start, although we all know that those at the top can make some serious big-time salaries. In any event, I'm eager to welcome back my guest, Larry Berger, to talk about a life in sports with a real focus for those kids who want to find a way to stay close to sports in any kind of sports endeavor. And, of course, friends, we'll take your calls questions at 877-337-6666. Larry Berger is Senior Coordinating Producer with USA Today Sports. In his work, he, uh, he routinely interviews top athletes. He's held this, this position for about a, 10 years now. Before that, for USA Today, he worked at MSG Varsity, and before that, for the NBA. In other words, Larry has learned firsthand how to enter and then scale the world of, of, of sports, sports business, and he's been successful in the video world. But it was a time not long ago that he himself was a college undergrad who loved sports and was trying to find a way to carve out a career for himself in sports. Here's the bottom line. If you've got a middle school or high school or college student who is eager to get into a career in sports when they finish school, Larry Berger is somebody you want to listen to. And on that note, Larry, good morning. Rick, thank you so much. And also thank you for saying that college wasn't so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I hear you, but to me, you're just a young kid, so uh, I'm glad that, I'm glad that uh, it wasn't that long ago, for sure. Now, look, speaking of college, you went to a University of Albany, and obviously you decided early on you wanted to have a career in sports, but when you, you know, going from college to Albany and, and then trying to find your way into getting a real job in the real world, it's, it's, it's competitive, it's tough. And uh, the first question I'll ask you is, what, what are the the tangible, practical steps should, let's say, high school or college students be doing right now to, to help set themselves up for the best possible chance of, of, of getting a career uh, in, the sports, in the sports world? Yeah, I think that's a great question, and I think it may even start earlier than mm-hmm. that. I think mm-hmm. it starts uh, on the elementary school level, and the skills that you can attain starting in elementary school, whether you want to become a professional in the sports industry or whatever industry you choose to pursue, it's imperative that you start at an early age. And at that early age of elementary school, it's about being comfortable in yourself, um, feeling self-confidence, being able to express yourself uh, to others. Then when you get to the junior high school level, it's um, a little bit of that. It's a little bit of really pursuing what potentially you may be interested in via job shadowing or reaching out to friends of the family to find out a little bit more about that industry. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, um, really focusing on that course that you've set for yourself. And of course, you could change courses numerous times, but really focusing in on the goal that you think that you want to do while also developing relationships. And the relationships are imperative, you know, once you get into college and then once you graduate college. So I would say up through high school, it's a strong focus on being the best that you can be with, with, an, with an eye towards your projected uh, goal, but also in high school, you know, really starting to lay the seeds that you can um, rely on 
for an internship um, and an entry-level job once you graduate college. Let's let's hold off on the high school and college uh, advice for a second, because you mentioned right away that you know this could start as early as elementary school, and I know that you know I've seen the video, for example, with your own son, with Jordan. You know, he's what six years old, five or six years old, doing interviews, and uh, it's, it's he's very good at it, obviously, but it is young. But the real takeaway to me, Larry, is that uh, kids—the sooner that kids learn how to communicate—and I'm talking here in this case about public speaking—the sooner they learn to have a sense of self-confidence uh, to be able to express themselves. Because a lot of kids today, and this has been true for you know generations of, of, of youngsters, they are bashful, they are shy, they don't like to be in front of a microphone. But that—I mean, learning how to be able to public, speak in public and do it well with confidence. I guess that's the key word, confidence, is a critical part of this whole development as you go on to middle school and high school and hopefully you want to get a job in, in the world of sports. I mean, I assume you, you obviously totally agree with that assessment, correct? hundred percent. It's imperative. Having that self-confidence and being able to portray yourself in the way that you want to um, and feeling comfortable is, is you know, it's, it's extremely important. I always talk about my experiences, uh, I've now interviewed, you know, hundreds, probably thousands of athletes uh, throughout my 30-year career, mm-hmm. and it all started with, uh, with Pat LaFontaine and, uh, at the age of 16, and I was asking, you know, five-sentence five questions, and, and they, they really um, <laughs> didn't make too much sense, but he gave me the confidence that, hey, you know what, you're part of the group of, of media, and I'm going to give you that time, that opportunity to express yourself and answer your questions to the best of my ability. And he was tremendous. And it gave me um, a really strong sense of self-confidence. Fast forward many years, and you mentioned my six-year-old son, Jordan. He's had the opportunity to interview Anthony Volpe, who's the you know Yankees' number one prospect mm-hmm. and possibly could make the team out of spring training this year. He's interviewed Jimmy Johnson, the uh, NASCAR legend. He's interviewed Stephen A. Smith. And he has uh, an interview lined up with Harry Carson next uh, Friday. And the reason why I do this is, you know, it's basically hiding the medicine in the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes is getting the opportunity to interview all these tremendous athletes and personalities, but it's also to develop that self-confidence. And um, I got to say, his interviewees, the subjects he's interviewed, have been tremendous. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith could not have been friendlier, could not have been nicer. It all started with Anthony Volpe. I mean, all of them, you know, each one of them have been tremendous. And I see the difference in self-confidence. And you, you can't really do anything in this world without it, without the self-confidence. Well, and I see it building every day in him. And, and by the way, I mean, I, I, again, that's absolutely correct, particularly trying to go into a very competitive industry like sports. Um, and you mentioned Pat LaFontaine, who... You know, for those of us who've had the distinct privilege and pleasure to have interacted with Pat LaFontaine, as you said, Larry, he's just a saint. I mean, he's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. And, yeah, he would listen to somebody ask a five-minute question and have the patience to answer it very politely. But that's not always how it is in the world of sports. And quite frankly, as you said, with yourself, your own son, you know, the sooner you can develop the confidence as a youngster, and it could be, as you said, it could be something in 
trying to find a career in sports or, or some other endeavor. But the sooner you know you can go out and speak on your own two feet and get your points across and, and overcome those, those worries, those concerns about being heard and being heard well, that's, that's a huge, huge deal. And, and um, that's the first step. And as you said, once you get to you know, high school, in college, okay, you still know you're a hardcore sports fan. Maybe you're not going to be a professional athlete, but now you begin to think around like, what what is it? Do I what what other talents do I have? Um, because the one thing I hear all the time from kids in sports who want to go in that kind of uh, that career, they'll say, oh, I'll do anything uh, to get into the world of sports, uh, and, and I'll do anything at all. And that's they're trying to express their enthusiasm and their desire, which is great, but no, I'm looking for somebody who can do this specific skill. Maybe somebody is has tremendous abilities, I don't know, um, in social media, or they, they have a background in accounting, or they have ability in sales. But that's going to give, to my way of thinking, that youngster more of a shot to get into the, uh, in the front door than just saying, I'll do anything you want. And obviously, if you're a sportscaster, you want to be a sportscaster. Well, yes, this is this is what I can do as a sportscaster. But clearly, at some point, you have to sort of, I think, at least to winnow your your skills to match up what the job opening, what that job opening might be. Do you agree with that? A hundred and ten percent, I agree with it. And I've heard it a million times myself. Yep. You know, especially when I worked at the NBA. Hey, I'd love a job at the NBA. Great. What do you do? Oh, I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't help. I mean, it really doesn't help. It's this whole thing is um, can be construed as a game. I, I mean, you really have to go in and say you're you're not a sports fan, or you're you, you know. And and the bottom line is you hit on it perfectly. You really have to be. You really have to focus on being great in whatever profession you choose. Whether you want to be an accountant or a, a reporter, a lawyer, whatever it is, you have to really be great at it. Be marketable at it. And then that makes it more attractive to the hiring managers in, in, in the sports industry. Their role, their job is not to fulfill your dream of, of, be, of entering the sports world. It's for them to, to, in, in, to make money you know, for, for their company, just like it is for any company. Right. And if, if, you could be, if you could add value by being, by being great in your profession – that makes you the most attractive, not because you're the biggest sports fan or you can recite stats, you know, from the, the 1983 World Series or whatever. You really have to focus on, on, on being the best in, in your industry. And, of course, also 50 percent or more of, of the equation is also about relationships. Well, yeah. And before we get into that, and we're talking with Larry Berger this morning about how do, how do kids get a job in sports uh and we all know it's very competitive but i do want to talk about sort of the downside of this larry uh and that is kids and their parents have to understand that this is a very when i say competitive and obviously you'll underscore this in a second it's very competitive and the fact is that there's a lot of rejection that goes on so i just want to prepare kids you may think you're the best and the brightest and you're just you know so talented and maybe you are you probably are, but the fact is, you're going to get turned down a lot. Has nothing to do about who you are or your abilities or how hard you work or whatever it might be. The fact is, this is this is the entertainment industry, basically, and there's a lot of rejection that goes on, and and you have to sort of early on begin to sort of steal yourself 
to understand that for every 10 jobs you go after, you're probably going to get turned down by at least eight or nine of them, just because that's how it is. Now, you mentioned about relationships, and that's obviously the next step. Uh, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Do you agree, I assume, with the whole idea that you better learn how to be prepared, have a thick skin to deal with rejection? Yes, uh, I, I agree absolutely. The only thing is, when, when you say be prepared, I think the only way that you become prepared is through reps. It's kind of like developing the self-confidence as a young reporter. Yep. You know, it's, it's developing reps. So getting rejected over and over again, that will get you prepared. And, and understanding that it's normal that you do get re rejected over and over, and the emotions that you feel when you get rejected over and over are normal, but in order to develop that callus, in order to, to develop that mechanism of coping, you have to go through it. And, and, and like you said, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 rejections, I, I would just underscore that by saying, you know, the, <laughs> the numbers are probably a little bit higher than that, um, you know, but, but I, understand, I understand where you're, where you're going with it. But understanding your, one's own mental health and dealing with the emotions that come with rejection over and over again and, and feeling qualified or overqualified or the most qualified and then not getting the opportunity, hey, you know what? That's par for the course. You know, that, that, that just happens. I mean, that's just part of, um, part of the equation. And, and, and again, it's easy to say you just got to deal with it. You got to cope with it. it, it it's really um, a work in progress for a lot of people. And, and the way to become really good at coping with it is to, you know, have to, to do it over and over again. And then also think about why it didn't work and maybe a different way of approaching the topic or going at it a different way. And, and, and I think that that is the healthiest way of, of dealing with rejection. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you, you gave that explanation, Larry, because um, we can't, we can't basically warn uh, aspiring uh, people who want to go into this profession that this is this is routine this is normal this is to be expected uh, and you have to it takes a long time if you're a kid who have you know wonderful aspiring uh, dreams that this is what's going to happen it, 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 just, it just becomes routine for every sportscaster in particular but all sorts of aspects of, of, of sports in fact I mentioned sportscasting my dad broadcast for, you know, well, actually holds the, the Guinness World Record for being the longest-running sportscaster of all time. He was 78 years. And yet, my dad would tell me when I was growing up and thinking about going into sportscasting, he said, Rick, let me tell you something. In this, in this profession, sportscasting, 50% is just trying to get the job. 30% is keeping it, and 20% is just doing it. So he looked upon the actual sportscasting, and he worked his tail off to prepare for games, but he knew, he would tell me, Rick, it's really hard getting jobs as a sportscaster, and I, at that point, he had, I had, lots, he had lots and lots of years of experience uh, doing big-name events, but the fact is, he would tell me, you know, as, as a father to son, he'd say, look, Rick, let me tell you something. You know, I have, I'll hear about job openings, new sportscasting gigs, whatever, for every 10 that I go after, maybe I'll get an interview for one or two. It's just that difficult because there are a lot of talented people who all share the same dream of being a sportscaster. And it's the same if you want to be in sales and sports or you want to be in the accounting department or you want to be in promotions, whatever it might be. It's that hard. He said, you got to learn eventually to not take it personally and understand that's just the nature of the beast. Um, anyhow. Hey, Larry, let me – Rick, I, I, go ahead. I, I just wanted to say one thing. 
I, I, the last thing that you said, don't take it personally. I think that's such an important lesson. There's a difference between personal and professional. So you may not be getting the job on a professional level. It doesn't mean anything about you as a person. So I think that's an important distinction that, I, that you made. Uh, well, I'm glad you, uh, you uh, underscored that. That's exactly right. It, it's, as they say, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just business, which is an old cliche, but that really is the nature of the beast. All right, I, Larry, I got to take a break. We're talking with Larry Berger, and I know we're going to take some calls about, you know, from, uh, from listeners about, well, what do you do? How do you get to that next level? How do you actually go through the process of uh, preparing your, your youngster who wants to have a job in sports? How do you do that? Uh, 877-337-6666. When I come back, we'll, start, we'll continue our conversation with Larry. And we'll take your calls as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beautiful morning. Well, beautiful morning for Eagles fans. Not so sure about the Giants fans, but anyhow, back here on the Sports Edge. Uh, I'm talking this morning with uh, Larry Berger, uh, senior coordinating producer uh, in sports for USA Today, and we're talking about how to how kids who want to stay close to sports. How do they get find careers? How do they get that first job in sports uh, to get paid and put themselves into that very competitive industry? And I just before the break. You know, we're talking about how difficult and dealing with rejection, and which is something that you're going to have to accept if you're in this tough field. But I also want to say the good news is that, quite frankly, there are more more openings uh, in the sports world than there used to be uh, by a landslide. Broadcast, cable, streaming, radio, podcast. I mean, if you want to really do this, uh, you can do it. Uh, 
you know, and you can just, I'm talking, that's just obviously in terms of sports casting, but clearly, yeah, we know that there are a lot of uh, people out there start their own travel teams, club teams, private coaching sessions, whatever it might be. And, and that's, so I'm saying, if you are creative, if you have a talent, if you have a real drive that you want to do this, there are more opportunities than ever before. And, um, Larry, very quickly, let's let's go to uh, our first caller this morning. Let's go to uh, Jack Smithlin over in uh, in, in uh, Farallon. Jack, good morning. Uh, you know, this is you've been you spent your entire uh, career as a coach, so clearly sports was uh, very very meaningful to you uh, throughout uh, you know your your service. Oh, de- definitely, Rick, and thanks for getting me on. I'm uh, I, I start I actually start hitting lessons in about. Six minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. Co- you know, coaching has been it, it has been my life. Coaching is something that you know more people know me by coach than by Jack. And you know, talking about failure, and I'm so glad that you guys brought that up because it's such a big part of athletics, not only in the play on the playing field, but in in this aspect of finding jobs. You know, one of my jobs as a as a coach at New Jersey City University is I'm I'm a hitting coach. I'm the first assistant. But I'm a recruiting coach, and you want to talk about failure. I mean, you know, if you can't deal with failure, go find something else to do in the athletic world because it's such a big part. And what I do is I teach my kids that failure is such a big part of it that you've got to embrace it. You've got to bring it in, and you've got to learn from it. Um, I have to recruit 50 kids to get one or two, you know. So when you talk about how many kids I have to bring onto campus to even get one or two of those kids, You know, you talk about failure. You know, if I ever brought a test home with a 2% uh, um, um, success ratio, I'd be, you know, (laughs) I'd be in a lot of trouble. So, you know, it's the same thing with batting averages and things like that. But there are so many different things, like you said, Rick, and Larry said, that you can do. And prepare early. You know, in high school, there are so many things that you can go to in college that relate physical training, you know, statistical work, things like that. I mean, sports management, you know. But I'm so happy that you guys brought up about how failure is such a big part of it. But here's something that I've learned the hard way. Sometimes when you do fail, even though it is not personal and it is not because it's a job, sometimes take it personal, you know. And the reason that is because when you take it personal, you really step back, look at where you're going, look at the, the, the direction you're moving in, and you approach it in a different way. But understand, like both of you said, it's not personal. It is a business. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rick. Okay, Jack, thank you for your thoughts. Uh, you know, Larry, uh, you know, it, it's difficult as a parent, obviously, when you're watching your youngster who's full of uh, optimism and, and uh, can't wait to embark upon their career, but as, as, as we know, I mean, rejection is such a huge part of this. Getting turned down happens routinely. Um, and quite frankly, it, it's, it's, it's a tough sort of pill for a kid to swallow. But that's why I want to talk to you about relationships, because certainly when kids are in high school, let's say, a college, I mean, you've said this is the next step. This is how you get to that next level to start building those personal friendships, those personal relationships with people, the, the, the hirers, the decision makers that, that get you to where you want to go. Uh, talk if you can before that. I know we got a, we got an update coming up quickly, but just talk about that for a second, because I know it's so, so essential to this process. Without a doubt, relationships are, are vital. And, and one thing that we're doing here in, in our community where I live, which is Wyckoff, 
um, not too far from, from Coach uh, Smithlin in, in Fairlawn. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're doing is uh, I helped launch a program at Lincoln School, uh, an elementary school, and bringing in um, celebrities who live locally, and they're interviewed by fifth graders in front of, in front of the, the student body. And so far we've had Chris Raggy from WCBS, Casey Hunt, who's a college baseball star at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and Rhett Ellison from the Giants. And b- besides the kids getting that opportunity to present themselves and gain self-confidence and everything else that we spoke about, it's about creating relationships. And, and, and I'm looking to further the program to provide opportunities for parents, for their students, to be able to start to develop relationships that, with those that live in town that are key decision makers, that are heads of industry in, in, in this town of Wyckoff and be able to connect the two at a very early age with the sole purpose of, of gaining relationships. So well, I think it's vitally important, and any way you can do that as early as possible is, is very, very important. I want to hear more about this, uh, so we've got to take an update here. Uh, and uh, on the other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. And we'll t- continue to take more calls as well, of course, at 877-337-6666. Talking with Larry Berger, uh, Tony Pierno has your update. Back with more after The Flash. Welcome back to uh, the Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. We're talking this morning with Larry Berger of USA Today Sports. We're talking about how do people get jobs in sports. It's that tough. We know that. Larry, I just want to very – you mentioned this rather unique pro- program that you're involved in with these fifth graders talking to local celebrities in the Wyckoff, uh, New Jersey area. Uh, yeah, that goes back to the whole idea of getting confidence and, and being able to communicate. Uh, that's really cool. Um yeah, I mean, that's, that's just something you've done on your own, basically, to get the, the kids to have a chance to, to do this? Is, that, that, is this something you instituted in the school district? It, it is, with a lot of help from, from the principal, uh, Mr. Patrick Lee, and Michael Patinella, and Ms. Panzita, and Ms. Hustage. So it's been a team effort. But um, I've been able to leverage my relationships and also understand who are some of the, um, you know, quote-unquote celebrities that li- live in this town. And they are incredibly kind. Uh, every one of them that I've reached out to has agreed, has understood that it's for the kids, for the betterment of the kids. They've come to the school. It started with Chris Raggy, the CBS uh, newscaster, who's, who did a tremendous job. And he really proved the concept right off the bat. And then it continued with Casey Hunt and Red Ellison. And it's been a tremendous program. And... It's really allowed the students. I sent you the video that I created yeah, off yeah, of their yeah. comments. It's great, and and they're they're blown away by by the responses, the intelligence, the quality of the questions of these kids, of these elementary school kids, and it's really starting to blossom. And I've been in conversations to expand the program, and uh, Dr. Kerry Postma and and Grace White at the uh, Board of Education have. Um, seem, seem to really um, enjoy this program and see the value in this program as well. And, and it's something that I, I find to be very special and unique, and hopefully it will blossom into a system where students can feel comfortable reaching out to not, not just the celebrities, but the, the, the heads of industry that live in this town to seek advice, to seek job shadowing, to seek internships, to seek entry-level jobs. And it's just a matter of two forces. Those, you know, students that are looking to 
elevate into these professions and these professionals who are looking to help the next generation that live in their town. So it's two, two forces that kind of need each other, <laughs> well, but they just need to be bridged. And, and that's something that I'm working on right now. You're talking about relationships and how critical, what a critical link that is to get to the next, the next step. In fact, this is a good time. Larry, how can people, if they want to, for example, reach out to you to build a relationship with you, how can, how can listeners, how can uh, parents, kids, how can they find you? What's the best way to contact you? Uh, reaching out to me via Larry Berger on LinkedIn. Uh, B-E-R-G-E-R is the la- spelling of the last name. And I got to tell you, Rick, you got a, a very popular radio show because the last time I was a guest on your show, my uh, inbox on, on LinkedIn was, was bombarded, and I really appreciated that. And, and it really is a measure as, as to how popular in the far reach of, of your show. But well, it, was, it was great to talk to some of your listeners on LinkedIn and beyond. Very, very glad to hear that. Now, now, Larry, you mentioned the other part of this is that you have all these celebrities in your community who are, couldn't have been more pleasant to, to help out because they know being established stars in the sports world or, or you know, related worlds to the, the, the media, that they know how tough it is they get that first step. So, as you just said, building relationships, if you can find a way, and most kids, of course, in high school, college, they hear this, they get this, but, oh, how could I, how could I ever reach out to a superstar uh, in the sports world uh, who's a sportscaster or, the, you know, a vice president of the Yankees or whatever it might be? They, don't, they always feel intimidated by this, but that's what you're saying is that that's how, how it works. You've got to somehow find a way, find in a creative, polite way – emphasize polite, find a way to make uh, that relationship come alive, because that's the first step towards getting uh, that person to be impressed with you, to recognize you're talented, to recognize how dedicated you are, whatever it might be. I mean, talk about that and how, how kids in their, can make that happen. You, you, you said the magic word, creative. Creativity is vitally important. Being good is not good enough. I mean, you, in, in this day and age, you have to be good, and then you have to be a salesperson to quote-unquote humble brag to tell everybody how wonderful you did and the great job that you did without being arrogant. Yep. But without, without telling people or, or, or without getting that message across that this is what you accomplished, it doesn't really go anywhere. And, and I think that that's a skill in and of itself is being able to, to, to market yourself in, 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 a, in a way – that you're getting the point across, but you're not bragging. And, and it's, you know, a lot of people think that just being good at your profession is enough. It's not. I mean, you really do have to be good at it, but then you have to tell people how, how what, what you just accomplished. Yeah, and that is the trick. And, and again, it, 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 we all know that uh, all these jobs all are very desirable. We know all that. The question is, how do you get in? And particularly if you're a kid and you say, well, I've loved sports my entire life. But people on the hiring side saying, but we want somebody who has some experience. And you say, well, you know, uh, I went to high school and college, but that's not experience in the real world. And that's where you have to sort of figure out, do we have an internship? What have you done in your spare time to show just how proficient, how talented you are uh, in terms of your career? As we said before, you just can't say, I'll do anything to get in the door. No, that's not what they want to hear. They want to know what particular talent you can bring. And as you said, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery kind of slope to say, on one hand, 
I have these abilities and talents and I'm good at it, but then how do you sell your personality so that that person says, this is somebody I'd like to at least meet or talk on the phone for an interview, whatever it might be, to see if they might be a good fit for what my operation needs at this juncture. And uh, that's being creative. Uh, creative does not mean being obnoxious. It means being creative, finding a way to, to let that individual know, that hiring person know that you are something special, you have something unique to offer. That is, that's tough. That's hard, Rick, but that's what you got to do. Rick, you said two things that really, that really stand out to me about having experience or not having experience more, more accurately. What I preach is on the high school level is, you know, and just for my profession, which is sports sports media production, mm-hmm. the ability to create video content or written content or audio content with your classmates, your teammates, you know, those in your, in your school, it's the exact same thing that I do, but I do it with professional athletes. It's the same concept. It's the same reps in, in order to, you know, in, involved in creating the story, the video, whatever it is, the interviewing process, the shooting of the camera, the, you know, all the different um, ingredients that go into being um, a seasoned professional, it's all there. You, you just do it on a high school level as opposed, to, as opposed to professional level. The other thing, you talk about personality, likability, I feel, is another important ingredient in, in getting into this industry and excelling in, in this industry. Um, you know, a couple of, of men that I've come across, a couple of people that I've come across that have shown incredible likability. Your father, I interviewed Bob Wolf for the NBA about 13 years ago. He was tremendous. He stayed in the profession forever because he was a great sportscaster, but also universally respected and liked. Ian Eagle, Bruce Beck, Don Sperling, yeah. you know, the, the, the list goes on and on. These people are at the top of their profession because they're great at what they do, but they're also universally loved. Yes. And, and I think that's a very important ingredient as well. Yeah, no, I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that because the likability factor, that seems to be, as you said, almost universal with all these people who have been, uh, who are very, very talented, very dedicated, and have made it to the top of their profession. They're, they're likable people, and they're, they're, they're there to try and help you you know, because that's the, that's, they know how difficult and challenging it can be. And that's the key about relationships. Let's, let's get back to our callers. Let's go to, uh, to Rob and Lake Success. Hey, good morning, Dr. Freed. Good morning, Rick. Larry, this is fascinating to me. And, and number one, you know, like you said, uh, your dad was great, Rick. He, I, I got to talk to him a couple times and just a, a lovely man. Uh, going along what we're talking about, Larry, we're talking about losing is, is a learning experience. And like last night, the Giants were just out, man, and hopefully they'll come back next year. But as a physician, okay, and I was a, a phys ed teacher, I think the skills of learning how to talk to people, uh, getting in front of a classroom, it's really what you're talking about. If you're comfortable in speaking in front of people, that's really, I guess, step one. If you can talk in front of a group of people, you basically are already on the right track. And this is something everybody in sales and in teaching, in my profession, getting in front of patients, you have to learn that skill. Second of all, uh, going forward, I, you know, it's a different era. I'm in my 60s, okay? I'm a little older than you. John Heyman was my classmate. And, and, and what you were talking about, he always wanted to be in sports and writing. And right from high school, he was the editor. 
He went right into it, and, and he followed his dreams. Marty Glickman, going way, way back, gave Marv Albert a chance to do a Nick game. Back in the 60s, he said, let me give this kid a chance. He took the night off. How many people nowadays do that? Going forward, myself personally, listen, I, I'm passionate. I don't need to do this for money. I've done radio. I've done some shows. Is age something that is going to hurt me? Because I've, I, podcast is something I, 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 I'm thinking about getting involved with. More or less, because if you have the drive at any age, I believe anybody should have that opportunity because there's so many different areas. And our sports camps or, or radio camps, like team, we have all these team travel teams now, Rick, we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something going down the line for kids? Are, are they going to be now, instead of travel teams, are they going to be media teams or, or camps for young kids to go to in the summertime? Maybe that's something that is going to happen or already is happening. Maybe you could talk about that. And uh, I think this is a great topic going forward because it's such there's so many new opportunities out there. And it's kind of well, like acting, Rick. Actors, they, they, they spend their life going, uh, you know, trying to get an Rob, audition. Yeah, let me, let me stop you there because uh, uh, I'm watching the, the clock as well. But you, sure. you do ask a great question, uh, and I do want to just jump in before Larry responds. The fact is, I mentioned before about there are so many new uh, exciting possibilities and opening in sports these days than it used to be. And even, I mean, just in the last five, ten years, Larry, you know, we see now that there are head coaches general managers uh, of professional teams. These are people, some of them have never even played, certainly a lot of them didn't play in the NFL. Uh, some didn't even play in college. Uh, most of them play maybe in high school, but they realized they wanted to stay as a coach. But, you know, back in the old days, nobody got to be a, a head coach or a GM unless you actually played the game at the professional level. We're seeing, of course, women, females are being hired more and more in traditional uh, top uh, jobs in sports. Usually be this was the uh, you know, only men could be coaches in professional baseball or in football or even officiating. Same with sportscasting. So clearly, these are people, these are pioneers along the way that said, you know what? I'm just going to be creative and I'm just going to be, I'm just going to persevere with my dreams because I want to do this. And I'm sure you, you, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's just too much. There's a lot of things that are changing these days in terms of jobs and sports. Without a doubt. And, and, and the bottom line is you either sink or swim, but, but the bottom, but, but, but you do have the opportunity with the advent of the podcast, with the advent of the ability to, to of, of blogs, there is the opportunity for anybody to do this. It's just a matter of can you get paid doing this, mm-hmm. and, and and that'll be determined by the public. You know, do, do they <laughs> consume your content or do they not consume your content? So, um, yeah, I, th- I think the opportunity is definitely there, and then it's upon you to to either sink or swim. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that as well because you know when you're doing this and and you're you're out there doing your your thing. At some point, somebody somewhere is going to make an evaluation. Maybe it's the audience. Maybe it's your boss. Is this is this person doing the job that I expected that he or she would do? Are they doing a great job? Are they worth keeping? Are they on the way up? Are they a talent? I mean, you're always being evaluated uh, in the professional world. We all know that. Uh, and particularly, though, the spotlight is very strong in the world of sports because, quite frankly, there are so many people who want to, you know, get in, involved. Uh, 
Let me come back very quickly, uh, Larry, about the whole idea of relationships. Because, what would you, what do you tell your your proteges when they come to you saying, "Yeah, I I really would like to to do this, and I see some some job openings uh, here, there, and, and various uh, you know online publications, and I like to do this. What do I do? How do I how do I make that relationship? How do I what do I do to get that that next step beyond just somebody who is an aspiring person who wants to be in sports?" Yeah, I mean, I think the key is LinkedIn. I, I think LinkedIn is a game changer. Uh, you, you can literally find out who the decision makers are at any industry, at any company. Yep. And, you know, it's really, really easy to do that. Now, how do you get in contact with that person and how do you, um, you know, make them uh, emotionally vested in your success, <laughs> in your pursuit of this goal? Yeah. That's another story. But, but, but to get in contact with, with the proper people is, is uh, a lot easier nowadays. The one thing that I would say, though, is you talked about reaching out to the vice president of the Yankees or, you know, vice president of a company. That's not always the best route. You know, like I, I talk to some kids that feel like the goal is to talk to the highest ranking official at a company. Yep. And, and, and a lot of times that is not the goal because a lot of times they're not the, 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 the decision makers. They're not the ones that are hiring. Mm-hmm. It's really important to find somebody in the department, in that industry, in that field that you're looking to uh, pursue. And it doesn't have to be the VP, but it just needs to be somebody that you could talk with and then sell yourself effectively to that person with the hope, the intention that that person uh, puts you in contact with the hiring manager or the person in charge of filling the position. So there, there is no one-size-fits-all. There's no follow these directions, you know, well, do number one, two, three, four, five, and you'll be successful. It's a feel thing. And, and, and you know, it's, it's through trial and error. And, uh, you know, but th- th- these are the best steps that, that I've seen in, 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 in my experience. And we're talking with uh, Larry Berger from USA Today. Uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that it's, there are no specific guidelines to follow. Uh, it isn't like that. I mean, if you want to go to medical school, you have to take certain courses in college, uh, and you have to take the MCATs, and you got to do this and that do that. Uh, same with other professions. But with, with getting a job in sports, which is so diffuse and so you know so popular. It, we mentioned before about being creative, but you got to find a way to get in that front door. And as you said, it, you be, might for a lot of kids who are trying to do this, they may be surprised at what happens. That they they just sort of found out that there's somebody uh, who lives in their town that might be able to help them if only they could figure out a way to to, to reach out and connect with them. And maybe it is through LinkedIn, and they say, you know, I live in the same town as you. I'd love to meet you or something like that. But there is no guaranteed way, and there is no deliberate way to get to that level that's that's the hard part it really is about being persistent creative and yeah being likable and having some talent as well you know you say it and and, and it's it sounds you're absolutely right everything that you said is is, is absolutely correct in my opinion but it's it's in practice it's really not that easy you know <laughs> it's, it's it's really difficult but Yes, every, everything you said is, is spot on, you know, but, you know, you know my, my favorite expression, 
what, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we're, we're all set. Everything's in place. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we file this under that category as well. Yeah, and I, I, that's why I wanted to get in very early on in, in the uh, the hour talking about friends if you want to do this you understand it, it, you're going to have to develop a very thick skin uh, a real sort of callus to it because you're going to be showered with turndowns many times you're going to have situations where you apply for an opening or a job and you're never going to hear back uh, from anybody which means that they weren't interested in pursuing it and if you if you have a hard time dealing with that if you have a hard time dealing with uh, turndowns and rejections well, maybe this is not the career choice or career path for you because this, everybody will tell you that this is what, what trying to find a job in the sports world is very, very hard. Simple as that. So, Larry, I, I uh, just remind our, our listeners again how they can find you on LinkedIn because I, I'm sure you'll be inundated with more people who want more information, uh, more, more detail that we can cover in this hour's interview. But tell, me, tell us again on LinkedIn, Larry Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R, correct? That, that, that's it. And so far, uh, the requests have already started coming in, and I appreciate that. So anybody looking to connect on LinkedIn, it's Larry Berger. And, and um, Rick, thank you so much for, for having me. I really appreciate it. And, and continue good luck, by the way, with that Wyckoff uh, program you're running in the Wyckoff school system, because that's pretty cool. And uh, I would imagine there are a lot of educators out there, parents, who would like to say, well, how come we can't do that in our school district as well? because that makes a lot of sense in preparing kids, if nothing else, to be able to learn how to speak in public and to feel confidence uh, about moving ahead in their own careers. So, hey, Larry, thank you again. I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road uh, in the months to come. But, again, thank you for getting up early this morning to, to share your insights with us. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Larry. Larry Berger, Senior Coordinating Producer at USA Today Sports. Obviously, he's got some great insights. All right, let me take a quick time out. When I return, I have some more thoughts about this new bill that's making the rounds over New Jersey regarding uh, officials and umpires and what we could do to protect them. Stay with me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back here on the Sports Edge, I just want to take a brief moment to acknowledge the passing this past week of Neil Judge. 
Neil served as the athletic director of Mercy College for 34 years. He actually was the individual who hired me to be the head baseball coach there in the late 1970s. Uh, Neil's direct and personal influence of thousands of student-athletes at Mercy was significant in all the most positive ways possible. And my sincerest condolences to Neil's wife, Marianne, and their three daughters. Trust me, our world needs more people like Neil Judge. He was 79. Moving on uh, very quickly, there's new legislation being promoted in New Jersey regarding the protection of our officials, refs, and umpires from out-of-control parents and fans. As you loyal listeners know, we've been wanting and needing this kind of stronger laws on the books for years. We really need to let parents know that they are not entitled to say and do whatever they want at their kids' games. And to that end, this uh, uh, New Jersey Assemblywoman Vicki Flynn has been leading this charge. My only question is to New Jersey, why is it taking so long for the pol- politicians to move ahead with this? Under this new bill, a person committing a simple assault against a sports official may be looking at a prison term of 18 months and a fine up to $10,000. And if it's more aggravated, you're looking at prison perhaps for five to 10 years and a fine up to $15,000. Again, why is it taking it so long for our legislators to push this through? We know we don't have, we see a huge decline in referees, officials, umpires. So thank goodness this is finally making some effort. All right, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks, of course, to Ed Arzuman. Please, uh, please be sure to check my Twitter feed for our start time next Sunday. I'll see you then. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.